0: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
1: A laundry? Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire?
2: Huh? Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See hey, website details. Love, talk Radio. Hello and welcome to today's episode of 219 Green Connect, where we explore topics about the environment and green living in Northwest Indiana. For past show archives, news and upcoming events, you can check us out at www219 greenconnectcom or join us on Facebook or Twitter. Our ID on both of those is 219 Green Connect. You can also subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or anywhere you listen to podcasts. I'm your host, Kathy Sippel, and today I have two special guests with me. They are friends, colleagues, um, just people that I know from multiple different ways, and I'm I'm very excited to have with me today Cindy Hedge. She is the co-founder and CEO of the Center for Creative Solutions, She is an attorney. She's also a trainer, facilitator, and consultant to nonprofit organizations, businesses, government agencies, schools, professionals, and individuals. And I also have Carrie Mars Barone. She's a creativity consultant, trainer, facilitator. And she works with the Center on Special Projects and serves on the board. Uh, Like Cindy, she has a master's degree from the International Center for Studies in Creativity and Change Leadership in New York. and her other purdue university degrees in biology so we're going to talk first to cindy who i'm going to ask to just tell us a little bit about the center and their programs and then we're going to spend a little bit of time after that talking about uh, the fall forum which will be coming up on december 7th of 2021 so if you're listening to this after the fact don't worry we're going to hook you up with a recording If you are listening to this in advance, you're going to want to head over to centerforcreativesolutions.com and look for the fall forum page to find out how you can register. So anyway, that will just kind of get you situated with the date and knowing that you're not going to miss out. Without further ado, let me turn it over to our first guest, uh, Cindy. Can you tell us a little bit about the center? That's just such a great name, the Center for Creative Solutions. What made you start the center, and tell us a little bit about some of the programs that it offers.
0: Well, thank you, Kathy, and thank you, Carrie, for joining us, too, and thank you for all the listeners. The Center for Creative Solutions is a nonprofit uh, organization here in northwest Indiana, and it was started out of probably a little bit of a frustration. I know from on my side, I had for years and years been a part of many different organizations, had held uh, office uh, in our um, community. And um, after many years of decision-making processes in those capacities, some of which were positive experiences, some of them were frustrating experience, I thought to myself, well, there must be a better way to make decisions than uh, the way I was seeing decisions being made or, or not being made for that matter. So that eventually led me to the um, Center for Studies in Creativity and Change Leadership. And actually it was the change leadership part that got me into a the center, which is actually a part of the uh, Buffalo State College in Buffalo, New York, which is part of the New York University system. And it was so fascinating that what started out to be maybe one or two classes that I was going to take, I ended up getting a master's degree. And, uh, it was a, a it, it was a wonderful opportunity to learn about creativity and different ways to make decisions that were, I think, were more positive, more productive, and um, just just more fun. So the Center for Creative Solutions uh, was started with the idea that we wanted to bring to organizations, businesses, government, schools, and other organizations, we wanted to bring different ways, productive ways, for people to come together and make decisions and uh, better serve the communities in which they um, Uh, Provided services, so the center has been around for um, some years now. Uh, We sponsor two uh, set programs every year. The first one is uh, we organize the Northwest Indiana Celebration of World Creativity and Innovation Week. Kathy, I know you've been a part of that as you have too, Carrie, and. it's an opportunity for people in our community from all different walks of life to uh, talk to the community about creativity and, and what it has done for their business or for their organization. This is an event that occurs uh, in April, uh, starting April the 15th, which is actually the birthday of Leonardo da Vinci, who was uh, seen as, as perhaps and one of the greatest um, creatives uh, in history. And uh, so it's, it's a great opportunity. Uh, it's a week full of events, different kinds of events, activities, awards, recognition. Uh, in, in other words, we're trying to encourage people to um, be creative in, in whatever capacity they are, whether it's at their work or it's at, at home, it's in their relationships. So that's the first uh, annual event. And the second annual event is the one that we're going to talk about more today, which is the uh, Innovation Forum. This is our 11th year to sponsor this event. This is the first time we have done it in, um, uh, virtually. But with pandemic, this was the best way that we could figure out how to um, get the word out uh, about creativity and uh, what things are going on in our community that are of creative nature. So uh, the theme this year for the forum is called The Nature of Creativity and the Creativity of Nature. The uh, forum will be uh, on December 7th, 2021, starting at 11.30 a.m. That's uh, Central Standard Time or Chicago time, And it will last till 12.45. So it's just an hour and 15 minutes. It will go fast. And we're going to be talking about biomimicry and and what we can learn about nature and how that can enhance our creativity.
2: I think that sounds like a great time. Yes, I have been involved in, I think, all of your events at one time or another, and it's... uh, very enjoyable. So I'm, I'm really grateful actually that we are going to be doing this online uh, because I get to be a panelist, which I can talk about at the end if we still have time. And we were able to invite a guest from out of state who we might have had a hard time getting here if it was all going to be in person. So I think that that's great that you're being creative and leaning in to the opportunities and the challenges that the pandemic kind of forces us to take a look at. So um, thank you for that great introduction about the center, and now I'd love to hear from Carrie, too. Carrie, you've been a board member, you've been involved, um, I know you've taken, again, some of the same courses that Cindy has taken, and then you have a, a role that actually has to do with nature and the environment in, in your, your full-time job, so can you just tell us a little bit about you and that, that intersectionality, you know, of these topics, whatever you would like to kind of dial into?
1: Sure, absolutely. Thanks, Kathy. Thanks first for having us um, on this recording. Um, I think one of the things that really drew me to the center, I went to a training and I was drawn to the concept that I am creative. And uh, to know me, I'd be the first person to tell you my sick person isn't even um, an an artist. You can't even figure it out what it is because creativity is art. And in taking this training from the Center for Creative Solution, I learned so much that creativity is not uh, just art. There are so many different forms and uh, processes and thoughts. And I was so inspired by the training that I just, I, mean, I think I um, i couldn't stop contacting Cindy and asking her more questions and tell me more and tell me more and was so drawn into the Buffalo system. And this group of people who believe in creativity and innovation and change and you know, currently, our, you know, our society has always been about no we'll focus on the negative. And this group looked at it from an aspect of let's solve the problem. How do we get to the root of the problem and actually find a cause and, you know, take everybody's input and their thoughts and their beliefs and, you know, try to say, okay, how can I do this? And there's a process. And then most importantly, the part that has captivated, I think, and held Cindy and I our interest so well is it is scientifically backed and so my background is actually as a scientist so I am a biologist I have a master's in biology so I'm looking for processes I'm looking for data to factually back up this isn't just I hate to use the word fluff but this is you know scientifically driven these are processes this is research there are um, hypotheses being made there are studies being conduct- conducted to say yes this works no this doesn't work and And you have fun, and that's the wildest part of all of this. So you have fun utilizing creativity, and you make change, and you get people involved, and that drew me to the center, and a degree, and a career change, and, you know, um, I believe in fun, and I believe in um, doing a great job, and now that has led me back into um, the governmental side And in the governmental side, I've been able to now I work with the Recycling and Waste Reduction District. So we work on new ways to refuse and educate the public um, on waste, on recycling, on composting, on so many environmental issues. Granted, you know, 2021, we were just talking about how we have new climate change and all these new guidelines we're going to want to hit by 2030, and electric vehicles moving in, and solar panels, and. Uh, greenhouse gas measurements and food waste and all of these topics, and yet at the same time we can, um, from so many different levels, we can take biomimicry because we can look at biomimicry and say, how do we reach these solutions by looking at nature? And then number two, that's biomimicry. That's my biology background. That's my creativity background. How do we find these processes and how do we look um, to utilize what, you know, Mother Nature has been doing for years? now on a flip i think it's uh so fun to be with the center because of our programming as well um, cindy and i have facilitated and done a lot of training but i don't think it's not without mentioning that yes april 15th is leonardo da vinci's birthday and the father of creativity and that is so important to this but we also celebrate earth day in that same month almost in that same week it always boils right in there and Unfortunately, in 2020, under a pandemic, that was the 50th uh, year celebration of Earth Day, so we're on year 51. But it is certainly worth celebrating Earth Day every day.
2: Yeah, well, you guys are speaking my love language. I mean, I, I love every guest that you know I, I interview. There's, it's always an interesting topic, or I wouldn't do the podcast. But I mean, you're just really at the intersectionality of so many things that I care about. It's like you know, finding solutions. Creatively, having fun, and making it science-based, and you know, focusing in on on climate and environmental issues that really need so much attention right now. We need a lot of creativity to be unleashed on this. And uh, you know, I I have been the Earth Day MC in the past a couple of years, and uh, there was some construction going on at the Expo Center one year, and then we had the pandemic. So I'm yeah, I'm really missing that connection to the in person, but. It's great, Carrie, that you and I have had a chance to um, be on some Zoom calls together for, you know, you happened to mention that greenhouse gas inventory. Uh, I've been working with the region on that along with the Regional Planning Commission and Earth Charter Indiana and the folks at Indiana University's Environmental Resilience Institute. So I'm really excited that we've now got some, you know, actual data and next year our region has made the commitment to actually sign up and be um, working on that data and coming up with creative, hopefully, climate solutions appropriate to the numbers that we have seen. So I think we couldn't be coming at a, a better time. So, Carrie, you, you mentioned um, some interesting things about, you know, the environment, and I are are you able to talk at all about, like, Plastic, we we just briefly touched on this, and I don't know if you're at liberty to talk about this yet at all.
1: Um, not, not quite. Not but yet. We are okay. as, not quite, but there is some plans that we're looking to conduct a um, single-use plastic waste audit. Um, we're trying to get everything together and geared up, and we have plans for 2022 to do some waste audit on specifically single-use plastic so
2: to be continued, um, you know my, my bad to be my continued. no 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 yeah. no
1: worries it's,
2: <laughs> all, right, we're that's, all that's in draft right.
1: stages and lots of conversations yeah.
2: so okay. nothing's ready
1: to move forward so
2: got it that's a little tease you'll have to dial back in and uh, hopefully <laughs> we'll, we'll get the scoop on that when it's ready to go but I, I know one thing i mentioned when we were on our wims interview not too long ago is this company that just really interests the heck out of me out of um, Bolingbrook, Illinois, in the Chicago area, they're called MycoCycle. And, you know, they, right on their website, they say the new recycling economy, imagine a world without waste. It's complicated, but it doesn't have to be. And they're they're providing solutions made through nature. Like, they're actually, all of these solutions are based on mushrooms, breaking down complex carbons, and uh, applying the science of mycology to leverage the solution in the lab and eliminating toxins. So I'm just really dialed into that to see, you know, what is a region might, might apply here. They haven't paid me anything. I haven't even made a connection there, but I just think that's innovative as heck and, you know, is just presenting itself as potentially this closed-loop, you know, ecosystem that could be using nature to literally, you know, help us break down our waste. But, Cindy, let's go back to you. You chose just such a, an interesting name and topic for this year's Fall Innovation Forum. It's, why don't you go ahead and say what it is and maybe what inspired you to come up with this topic?
0: Okay. Well, I think uh, several things inspired us to uh, come up with this topic. This is biomimicry, uh, to my knowledge. is uh, It's kind of an old concept, and yet it's a kind of a new term. Uh, when I think of biomimicry i I think that the best example is Leonardo da Vinci himself. I mean he uh, according to historical records, spent hours and hours and hours watching the birds. Why was he doing this? So he was doing this because he wanted to fly he wanted to figure out how to uh fly like the birds uh flew and and uh you know, he wasn't the only one that looked at birds trying to figure out the aerodynamics and, and um, to, to do this. I mean, the Wright Brothers themselves uh, watched pigeons uh, to get concepts that they could incorporate into their uh, innovations. And so, back to Da Vinci, you know, many people don't realize this, but he actually uh, tried to uh, build gliders Um He built a prototype for actually what we call a helicopter. Um, And so he was very uh, intently looking at how nature is able to make creatures uh, fly. And, again, it was because he wanted to fly himself. And uh, uh, so biomimicry is is about uh, observing nature and uh, making connections with nature. Uh, Steve Jobs, for example, once defined creativity as the matter of making connections between things that may not seem at first to be connected, but they are. So biomimicry has to do with looking at nature, observing nature, nature's systems, their processes, uh, and, and, and everything about nature to to come up with new ideas uh, for products, for processes, and uh, just ways to do things. And if you think about it, Kathy, um, you know, the the Earth has been around for billions of years, uh, according to scientists, and it has been a continual effort uh, by nature to find ways to survive and um and so it's no wonder that in nature we see some pretty sophisticated systems and and, and methods by which to survive um so biomimicry again is taking a look at ver- every aspect of, of nature and trying to uh find ways to mimic it to uh invent uh innovate new things and um so, um, uh, and we can find so many examples of, of, of how this principle has, has been around, and uh, very very valuable uh, connections. And uh, Carrie and I have, she mentioned we do presentations, and one of the presentations that we do um, talks a lot. We talk a lot about nature and how it can spark your creativity. In other ways besides biomimicry, so we know, and, and, and Kathy, I know from from hearing you speak and, and hearing of your adventures out in the woods and, and other places outside that uh, we know that uh, there is a strong link between creativity and and nature. You know, we know, for example, that some of the the most notable creatives uh, like Charles Darwin. Um, uh, Albert Einstein, uh, Nikola Tesla um, talked about that they got their best ideas when they were out walking. And uh, even Aristotle noted that uh, his creativity really was sparked when he was out walking. And uh, we also know that there's lots of, of, of scientific evidence that shows that there's a correlation between people's creativity, their sense of well-being uh, once they're out in, in nature. So there's a real link there, and, um, um, and it only really makes sense because if you think about it, how long have we had buildings like houses? Uh, what, maybe a few hundred years uh, people have spent most of the time on Earth outside, um, surviving in, in in the outside, not not in the dwellings that we see today.
2: Yeah, all all great points, and you're absolutely right. I I have personal experience, um, just feeling invigorated, and you know, like nature really infusing my whole body with creativity when I'm out moving and experiencing the beauty. It just definitely opens up something within me, and I'm not a scientist, so I'll just speak like uh, one of these maybe more airy fairy types. <laughs> but you know, I'm, I'm not gonna say the trees talk to me, but it's like it just opens up a different part of my brain that makes me more receptive to getting information or thinking creatively, creatively, however you want to think of it. But, um, you know, the thing I love about everything you said is these very direct innovations that came from, you know, direct observation of nature and trying to mimic it. And now what I think we're going to hear about on December 7th is a guest I'm very excited about, Monica Maghese. I've been working with her for about a year and a half. I met her when I started doing some marketing work for Governance Alive there in Washington, D.C., and I quickly went from being the outside consultant to I wanted to be her student. I just fell in love with this this form of decision-making that they were teaching, which is called sociocracy, which just means governance by the socios or by the people. It's not a replacement for a democracy. I think it would be very difficult for a country to be run this way. But it's a great method for organizations, for neighborhoods, for you know, families for, you know, maybe some smaller governments potentially. There there have been some larger hospitals, some big engineering firms that have all used it very successfully. But it it's almost like biomimicry 2.0 or maybe even 3.0 in my mind. It's like instead of us trying to invent something that's like nature, we become more organic and more natural in the ways that we make decisions together. Uh, Monica really likes to use the, the analogy of birds flocking together. So rather than trying to mimic one bird and build an airplane, it's like, how the heck do the birds know when it's time to fly south? How do they know how to be in formation? How do they know when to turn? How do they, you know, communicate? What's what's the process there? And this process that she's going to be talking about is, you know, kind of ways that, organizations can figure out how to be more agile, how they can be more, you know, flexible in today's circumstances that, you know, is continually throwing us for loops and and making us have to be creative in order to respond and, uh, you know, be successful. So I'm I'm just so curious because you've talked glowingly about your organization, you know, where you first got uh, your creative training. And I, I'm, I'm just anxious to hear about some of the, you know, overlap there and, and looking forward to the, the dialogue that we're going to have on the 7th. And I am also very grateful that yours truly was invited to be a panelist. So I think that that will be very fun. Carrie, are there any things that you would like to add? We've got just about maybe five minutes left. Any, any parting thoughts about innovation, the fall forum, nature, or just anything that you're sitting with?
1: You know what? I will leave it with this thought. We need to learn from motherly like mother nature as one of the major problems. Yes, we talk about climate change. Yes, we talk about um, making. We need to make a paradigm shift of reducing waste. And right now, the statistics on food waste are just earth shattering. And I believe that you know fifty percent of our food is being thrown away. So if you think about this in a circular creativity innovation there is someone who is planting those seeds and they're cultivating it and you think of everything that they're working on almost 50% of that is going to a landfill or to trash we can use some innovation and solution and creativity to work on feeding our planet making changes looking at the way mother nature just like you said look how do, why do the birds know to fly south how do how are all the birds always fed how do we look at nature to look at some of these massive solutions, massive changes we need to make? So I would encourage everybody to uh, listen to the biomimicry Join It's easy. You can do it right at your computer. It's easy. It's a click on the link and just sit back for, you know, 75 minutes for some information. And later on you can listen to the recording. But we can look at these options to find another way and another solution so we can keep moving forward and making changes for the better to help our environment.
2: Thank you. You know what, I'd love to tag onto that and then end with Cindy to take us out. I didn't know I was going to share this, but um, I actually got certified not too long ago in an online game that helps people learn about the UN Sustainable Development Goals. And I just hosted my first game last Friday and it was really interesting to see how people interacted and how they learned to cooperate and shift around, you know, the resources needed to do these big things. And so I'm hoping that as I play that game with more and more people, I can plug people into the very specific solutions and kind of harness the different gifts and you know, connect people. That's kind of my next iteration that I'm trying to grow into. And also wanted to put a plug in for Paul Hawken. His books that he has come up with recently, there's uh, Project Drawdown, which you can find out more about at drawdown.org. He chronicled the top 100 climate solutions that, if done to scale, would not only reverse, or excuse me, would not only slow, but reverse global warming. And Carrie, to your point about um, food waste, Food waste reduction is the number three most promising climate action that people can take. And number 60 is composting. So if we were composting our food waste and, you know, trying to avoid, you know, food waste, that's just something that every single household can do. And just in the past week I ordered Paul Hawkins' newest book called Regeneration, Ending the Climate Crisis in One Generation. And he takes it even a bit more into detail about how specifically to do those different climate solutions that he chronicled in his first book. So I'm just really excited by these things that are coming up, these frameworks that we can I do say play with because it's so urgent, it's it's not exactly plain, but it's it's something that we need to get creative people stepping forth and people that want to you know, innovate with us. So, Cindy, why don't you take us out and just tell us how people can reach you at the center, how they can learn more about the center, or anything else you'd like to say.
0: Well, thank you, Kathy, and thanks, Carrie, too. But um, real quick, if uh, anyone wants to attend the uh, forum, uh, first of all, it is um, free, which is a good uh, thing, uh, we were fortunate. We've had a great sponsor year after year after year uh, of our forum, which is um, the um, um, Doctor and Vina Gupta with their foundation have for years uh, sponsored the forum, so we are able to offer it at no charge. And uh, to contact us, or if you want to register, You can do it several different ways. You can go to our website, which is centerforcreativesolutions.com, or you can send me an email at uh, creativity52, that's creativity52 at comcast.net, or you can give us a call at the center at 219 326 7259. We would love uh, for you to join us. It's going to be, I think, a a real interesting conversation about really a very important uh, and and, and fascinating topic um, as well. So we look forward to everyone uh, participating.
2: Thank you so much for being here with me today and telling all the guests about what you're up to. And again, if you happen to listen to this and it's after December 7th 2021 don't despair odds are you can go to the website just mentioned and find the recording but we sure hope that you'll uh, attend with us live if it's uh, before December 7th and you have that opportunity it would be a lot of fun to hear what you have to say and, and get to know you what are your creative ideas okay that's all the time we have we are finishing up with another episode of 219 Green Connect thank you so much and that's we'll be back with another episode soon maybe about single-use plastics <laughs> bye-bye it bye is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win